Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. But I will vote to change the names. I believe that at this time, in this place, it is the right thing to do. The critical moment for me was the presidential election. Was it racist to knock a black man out? That is the question of the No, stop asking me that. I said no. (laughs) It's not racist. It's a question. It's a sport. Why is it a question? Why is it a question? Because how does this have anything to do with race? It It doesn't. It's a fine question. We got to wake you up. So this is just a warning to you Trumpers. Be careful. Walk lightly. We ain't playing with you. And for those of you who are soldiers, make them pay. Uh, Merry Christmas to you, too. (laughs) Jesus. That was uh, Cynthia Johnson, who's a state lawmaker in Michigan, (laughs) simply giving some Yuletide greetings to Trump people. And uh, informing is, them that they're going to be shot dead. Which is about half our state, if I'm not mistaken. Is yeah. that correct? Oh, man. And it's, uh, the other thing you heard was the Carrie and Michelle, Jamel show, sorry, Jamel Hill, who's, who's just another, she's just traffics and race stuff constantly. And that's asking Jake Paul. They forced me, <laughs> Jamel Hill and Carrie whatever, these podcast hosts, Jamel Hill, who's an overpaid, talentless person who, for some reason, keeps getting hired for all these media jobs. Uh, they have forced me to be exposed to <laughs> a, a Jake Paul, something that I'd only heard whispers about and I happily had avoided. Now I'm, you know, his brother Logan Paul, unfortunately, is now occupying a <laughs> tiny bit of data RAM in my mind. Can't believe this. Freaking, I remember one time uh, watching Letterman, I think. And and Martin Mull, the comedian Martin Mull was on, and uh, I'm not trying to make this about race, by the way. It's, you know what? Those who want to believe I want to make it about race, I've already decided I've made it about race, so it doesn't matter. So uh, Martin Mull, one time, he was on Letterman, 
and he said uh, he was a big fan of some foot his college football team. I don't know Indiana Sooners if that's a team. I don't know the Hoosiers. Hoosiers. I don't know. And he was he said yeah. So so they asked they invited me since I used to play football in high school whatever to go back and kick like the ceremonial kickoff. Mm-hmm. And he said. He said, so I went there and went to the field and all the officials there. And it was great. And it was my alma mater or whatever. And he said, and so I'm getting ready to kick off and and I'm thrilled about it. And he said, and then they informed me, I can't, I have to wait a while. I have to wait a while. And because they need for the opening act, whatever, to arrive first before you do it. The whatever. I don't know what that was. And he said, and he said, okay, I'll wait. So Martin Rose made to wait. You know, for this, the star of the the opening act of the halftime person to arrive. Maybe that's what it was. So he's waiting. And, you know, it takes a while, like half an hour or whatever. And he's like, geez, I'm just sitting here waiting. And there's people waiting, et cetera. And they informed him that they had to wait because MC Hammer had to arrive at the stadium and do something. And then he could. And I remember Martin Mel just saying, and I never thought in my life ever that. Somehow, MC Hammer would affect my life, <laughs> but he did. And now that's it for me. For me, it's Jake Paul. Now Jake Paul is in my life, and I'm advocating <laughs> for him. This Jake Paul, who's thirty years younger than me, and I don't understand anything. I don't understand why he speaks like he does, why he walks like he does, his personality, <laughs> why people love him, why he's mega rich, or his brother, or whatever. But anyway, Jake Paul is goes on this uh, this show with. Carrie and Jamel Hill, and he just did had a boxing match where he fought a guy and beat him. Or it's a UFC match. I don't know. Obviously, this is not my thing. But anyway, so Carrie and Mich- Jamel ask all the important sports-related questions. Jake, um, considering where we are right now in our racial conversation in America, was what you did to Nate Robinson racist? <laughs> that is the uh, question of the week. Man. Nah, stop playing with me. Come on. (laughs) Listen, Jake, it's a sensitive time right now. We just had to witness a white man just knock a black man smooth out in front of all of America. So that's why I asked that. But just just tell us about that that moment real quick, because uh, it looked like Nate was asleep before he ever even hit the canvas. Yeah, I mean, this is what we train for. You know, at the end of the day, boxing is a sport. And, uh, you know, you train to win. And that's, that's what I went in there and did. And I, I, uh, I worked hard for this. And, you know, Nate, Nate is the one who called me out originally. So I think he is frozen. Hey. Okay, so let's start from the beginning. Okay. First and foremost, was it racist to knock a black man out? That is the question of the Oh, no, stop asking me that. <laughs> I said no. It's not racist. <laughs> it's a question. It's a sport. Why is it a question why is it a question because how does this have anything to do with race it just it doesn't it's a fine question we gotta wake you up jeez (laughs) it's a bleep question because what you've done to the term now is completely bastardize it into something unrecognizable well i think that the definition of anti-racism should be that we should have and i think this is a truly revolutionary modern progressive idea we should have separate sports for black and white people so that we never have to see a white person beat a black person because that's very based on historical inequities it's very traumatic so um this is something that i don't think has ever been tried and i think we should 
have our sports be separated so that black people can have their own sports. Also, just in case any new <laughs> listeners are not used to your sarcasm, just inform no, them that you're No, it's being... insane. It's insane. Obviously, sports should not be segregated. This is a major aspect of the civil rights movement. Jackie Robinson went through hell to make sure sports wouldn't be segregated. You know, I don't... The, the goalposts have now moved so freaking far that they've come around on the other side of the planet and they're now advocating for segregation. They're nuts. They're nuts. The only way to never see a white and a black person hit each other on TV is to have them box in separate leagues. That's the only way. So if well, that's is that, the well, standard... Tell me something then. Is that the end gate? Will that be the next? Because right now we're just pushing into absurdity... Anything that you say that contains contains the element of race at all, whether or not you say anything about race at all, but if it contains the element of race and it does not conform to the standards of the moment, not yesterday's moment, the absolute moment is now racist. Doesn't right. matter. Doesn't matter what you do. You can say something totally innocuous, doesn't matter. Somebody's decided that the element in race mm -hmm. somewhere could be in there, or maybe not even in there at all. When it should be, according to them. Right. <laughs> right. You, there could be no person of any, there could be an all black or all white thing. It doesn't matter. Somehow something racist happened, no matter what, and just happened. And you have to deal with that. And you have to conform and, and make pretend it happened. I'm so sick of it. I am so sick of it. God, can you imagine what small people you have to be to be Jamel Hill and her buddy there? And like they're considering what you know people that in the civil rights movement did and what they went through to have these millennial morons now just throw around the term, you know, as as a, a party favor affectation. It's crazy. It's just ridiculous. I and I'm sick of it. But then it's not it's We've got this guy in Falls Church, Idaho, Iowa, or Michigan, or Massachusetts, wherever that is, part of the town meeting, deciding he wants all the names changed. He wants Jefferson to be changed. He wants this. Do you know what he wants changed? Uh, the name of the school is named after Thomas Jefferson. All right. So, so this guy, he's going to change the name. And why is he going to change the name? He's at a Zoom meeting with 18 other people, and he tells us. But I will vote to change the names. I believe that at this time... In this place, it is... Immediately, by the way, he should be kicked out of the Zoom meeting. The moment you can tell that he is reading a speech for the ages, I believe that in this time, in this place, you're in a Zoom meeting with the freaking city council or whatever it is, the school committee, whatever it is, Phil Reitinger. Get the frig over yourself. Just do something real. Rather than tear something down and declare how noble you are. The right thing to do. The critical moment for me was the presidential election. I know this is a nonpartisan. Yeah, I get the feeling, Phil, that we've heard it every day since. Let me guess, was there racism involved? Board, but I hold political views, and those views are affected by my values, just as were the presidential candidates' views affected by their values. I was proud that in the Falls Church City, the Democratic candidate whose views favor equity and inclusion won with over 81% of the vote. However, outside of Falls Church, approaching half the country. Oh, approaching half. Racists in the other half of the country. Voted for the other candidate. That candidate put children in cages. 
So did the other candidate. <laughs> they literally both did. Biden was putting kids in cages five years ago. <laughs> right. Uh, Biden was putting people of color in cages from the 80s and afterwards with his crime bill. He oh. put kids in cages. What an a-hole. Doesn't... He said there were good people among the white supremacists marching in Charlottesville. Can anybody in any other other than the 17 windows that are open say, hey, Phil, um, idiot. He was talking about the statute debate. He clearly was talking about the statute debate. Even Jake Tapper had to. It's not even a question anymore, but he's never had to. Everybody say, oh, yeah, okay, okay. He stoked division at every turn. I am appalled both by his behavior and what the vote means for the country. I feel the need, both personally and in my capacity, as a member of the Falls Church City School. That's not your job in this Falls Church City School Committee, you freaking wannabe, you <laughs> nobody, you poser. My God. Yeah, can you I'm just gonna get make your schools as, open? I'm picking a stand here as the grocery store bagger that this stops <laughs> here. I declare that did you just do your job, you moron. <laughs> I'm sorry you cannot get elevated from beyond your post and really do something important. But you have to now, you know, essentially hijack a freaking Zoom meeting where half the people want to kill themselves anyway. School board to help change our course and do more for diversity and inclusion. We need to fight inequality and racism with action. We need, as we are, to reform curriculum and work to educate students to understand the meaning of history, not just through the experience of the privileged, but the underprivileged as well. We need to pursue, as we are, I don't know what you know validation this guy wants from what person or something, mm -hmm. but this is a man who is deeply wanting. Somebody love this guy, please, <laughs> please. He's fat, so maybe he hasn't found a uh, a um, a mate. But Alice, where do you where are you women who date fat guys? Where are you all so Phil can go find one? <laughs> I don't know where we all are. I don't know. A diversity, equity, and inclusion policy for our schools that unites us. And specifies further action. Oh, that absolutely unites us completely, unless at all you have a different opinion on anything, and then you have to be destroyed. <laughs> and last, we need to speak out. Although actions matter more than words. Just a Zoom meeting, Phil. Everybody's <laughs> trying to get on with their lives, Phil. Everybody was like, crap, do I have to dress up for this one? Or no, yeah, there's going to be, everybody else to be in video. Oh, Words, words matter. By having schools named for George Mason and Thomas Jefferson. Words matter. Okay, so you ain't black. Does that matter, Phil? Jefferson, we are making a statement, and I think we should make a different statement. We should instead make a statement that we believe all people are created equal. Thomas Jefferson wrote almost those very words, and we can better live up to the goal he set by no longer having a school named for him. Uh, that is a moron named Phil Reitinger in Falls Church, the hellhole United States, wherever that is, where that gentleman who needs a psychiatrist um, is making himself feel good by not doing his his given job, his stated job, and instead trumpeting, uh, you know, what a good person he is and showing what an awful, awful country he lives in. Jesus. Great. I'm sure, by the way, I'm sure I'm looking forward to uh, the applicants for the jobs. We're from Falls Church. I'll just know they're highly educated. <laughs> All right, well, no especially, I like the passing mention of the changes to the curriculum, too, to make sure mm -hmm. 
make sure they understand the meaning of history, not just from the perspective of the privilege. Exactly. Right. Yes, it's right. not Plymouth Plantation. It's Plymouth and... Patuxet. Patuxet. <laughs> Even though the Patuxet people weren't there by the time they... And that was 7,000 years ago. Which is why I respect Cynthia Johnson. <clears throat> I respect Cynthia Johnson. She just says it. Cynthia Johnson, this is the um, state rep from Michigan. She's got a message for Trump people, and at least it's clearly stated. So this is just a warning to you Trumpers. Be careful. Walk lightly. We ain't playing with you. <laughs> Enough of the shenanigans. Enough is enough. And for those of you who are soldiers, you know how to do it. Do it right. Be in order. Make them pay. I love y'all. Not y'all. I mean, not... she loves some of us. Right. She, yeah. She, she doesn't love the people who are going to be thrown into the shallow graves. <laughs> she loves the executioners, apparently. Those of you soldiers, you know what to do. Shoot them directly in the back of the skull. They'll fall into the graves. Make them dig the graves first. Great. There you go. Nobody's uh, insane at all. <sighs> I get the feeling that Cynthia Johnson may have had a glass of wine or two. That's what I'm assuming. I don't know. The TV in the background. Uh, I just... Uh... <laughs> <clears throat> Who knows? So, anyway, we have breaking news, Alice. We do. Unbelievable breaking news. I don't know. This came out of nowhere, and I am shocked about this. Yeah, I certainly I, wouldn't have believed something like this. I am fact-checking this, and I'm going to run it by my friend Daniel Dale. I don't see how this could possibly be true, but this has been uh, reported on everywhere. Breaking news. Dateline. What is the dateline in this, Alice? What would you say? Uh, we'll say Delaware. Mm-hmm. I got this from CNBC.com. Joe Biden's son, Hunter Biden, under federal investigation for tax case. What? I don't understand. It. First of all, this should be banned from Twitter. I assume well, that right. the New York That's Post, dangerous if they run this, Russian is... misinformation. I yes. Think. Oh my God, this is incredible. Hunter Biden under federal investigation. But that's that's that's. Wait a second. Are we just laundering? Your, like you said, Russian misinformation. This can't be right. <clears throat> Joe Biden, uh, President-elect son Hunter Biden, revealed Wednesday that he's under investigation by the top federal prosecutor in Delaware for his taxes. The probe was disclosed five days before Joe Biden expected to be formally selected as the next president uh, by the Electoral College. Hunter Biden said in a statement, I learned yesterday for the first time that the U.S. Attorney's Office in Delaware, I guess uh, other attorney's offices uh, already were after him, advised my legal counsel already yesterday that they're investigating my tax affairs. President-elect Biden, Joe Biden's son, Hunter Biden, revealed Wednesday that he's under investigation for tax affairs. Probe was disclosed. Biden said in the statement, yada, yada, yada. I take this matter very seriously, but I'm confident that a professional and objective review of these matters will demonstrate that I handle my affairs legally, affairs, <coughs> inappropriately, including with the benefit of professional tax advisors. You know what? Filing error again. It always is. It always is. DOJ is not commenting. Per DOJ policy, we cannot comment. That's a new thing for Biden. They were happy to comment last go-around, but that was Trump. That's fine. 
Jesus, do you think the audacity of Trump to want that guy investigated? Huh. Very weird. Very weird. Why would you investigate? I don't see there's any reason to investigate him whatsoever. There was never in the media who was not curious at all about any of this stuff, was happy to be just hands off no matter what was dropped in their laps. I get calls from my father to tell me that the New York Times is calling, but my old partner, Eric, who literally has done me harm for I don't know how long, is the one taking the calls because my father will not stop sending the calls to Eric. I have another New York Times reporter calling about... His father, by the way, is the president-elect of the United States. Mm. It's all in the up and up. My representation of the, literally, Dr. Patrick Coe, the spy chief of China, who started the company. Is China in the news at all? No, they an influential I, I so. no. country? I don't know. That my partner, who was worth $323 billion, found it. Is that the big man? It is now missing. The richest man in the world is missing. Should be fine. It's good that the media got in there and dug around this kid's uh, life to make sure that uh, this he couldn't possibly be somebody who might be compromising to his dad. Who was my partner. He was missing since I last saw him in his $58 million apartment and signed a $4 billion deal to be... You'd think your hunter's enamored with money numbers at all, by the way? Mm, I don't know about that. Jeez. And I gotta get paid money to the big man. Go the largest LNG port in the world. And I am receiving calls from the Southern District of New York, from the U.S. Attorney himself. My best friend in business, Devin, has named me as a witness without telling me. In a criminal case, and my father, without telling me. Ah, well, that is a shock, isn't it? So that's the news that the media has the audacity to be breaking tonight. I know. As though they didn't all tell us for a month leading up to the election that there was nothing to see there. And, and I mean, the, the tech companies shut down the New York Post Twitter account for weeks. Literally for weeks, the New York Post couldn't tweet. Because they said something like this. Oh, now, hmm, there it is. Oh, well. It's, I mean, it just boggles the mind. It really does. Uh, speaking of tech companies, have you seen what's in the news about the tech companies today? Uh, no. Um, a bunch of states and uh, the U.S. have filed lawsuits to break up Facebook. They want Facebook to sell off WhatsApp and Instagram. Hmm. They said they're a monopoly. Well, I mean, what is, first of all, what do, what do people use WhatsApp for? It's like an alternative to texting. So if you have a prepaid phone, you get like X number of texts, but you can just use data to send messages on WhatsApp. Is it really popular? It's fairly popular, yeah. And so Instagram's our other one? Mm-hmm. Right. Those but, are the two they want them to sell. Huh. I mean, I don't know that I... I, I think it's interesting I mean, that out of the these big... These are all luxuries, though. I'm sorry. I don't think... But that it's the... a monopoly. So on... <sighs> They're saying they're too big. The company is too big. It's a monopoly, but you can you can just you don't need to use it. It's not a utility or anything. It's not as if it's oil or steel or gas. It's not a commodity. Is it? I mean, you could argue that information technology is like the yeah. But there are alternative. We can text each other using anybody else. Yeah, but you can't reach as many people. Yeah, sure. But, I mean, do you have a right to reach as many people? I don't know. 
don't know. I don't anyway. know either. I think the government should, should keep their paws off these big companies. Uh, it's not going to... Whenever they Google's do... Google's more of a monopoly than Facebook. Right. I don't want Hunter Biden running the new, uh, you know, internet communications uh, corporation or commission. Right. Whatever it is. I don't want some dumb hack. And that's who will get these jobs. Our dummies. I don't want some bureaucratic hack. I don't want Fauci running the internet. I don't want it. I've had enough. I've seen enough of this stuff. I don't want it. Just, I mean, these things These things will evolve. I mean, it seems like right now Google's too big to fail, but who knows how it'll be in a few years. It wasn't always like that. You know, when we when when, when I first got the internet, it was Alta Vista all the time, and that was, you were rocking it with Alta Vista. And that was it. And then some losers would use Lyco search or whatever. Ask Jeeves. Right. And then my brother told us about Google. He said, this really good search engine is out there. And then Google was everywhere. And then YouTube came, and then... I, I, I don't know. I don't. I do think that these companies should be consistent across the board, and I believe that that is that uh, that that is something that uh, should be pursued. I mean, it cannot be one set of rules for you and one set of rules for somebody else. Um, although it is, and the problem is just the culture of these companies. These are tech companies, so they're going to be, um, you know, it's going to be just West Coast. Um, stuff what's the big stanford you know stanford in palo alto california these are very progressive cities and very progressive towns and very progressive progressive areas that these places uh spawn out of but i don't think i want the government to just keep your paws off if you don't mind I, I, the, this internet is a much better place to be and survive and to thrive in if government stays the hell away it really is, and I can't imagine. I think we'll look back on, we'll look back regretting, get regretting if we have a government incursion into this thing, and if we start regulating. You've seen what happens. If you start regulating, that means you're going to have congressional oversight. If congressional oversight, that means you're going to have a bunch of these marquee morons just hamming it up to the camera for three minutes, and on both sides because both mm -hmm. sides like to beat the crap out of the tech people, <laughs> and I don't want to. I'm done with it. I'm done with it, Alice. I'm exasperated with this stuff. I'm exasperated mm -hmm. with this the the race uh, stuff that we've had this year, and I'm it, it just the the fact that it's weaponized constantly as a as something to extort people or to or to um, you know manipulate people and coerce coerce people, and I and I think it's it, it's totally unhealthy for our country. All the while, while this being a particularly black year for um, for minorities in this country. Uh, did I say black year? Yeah. A particularly bad year for blacks and minorities in this country. And, uh, I mean, what we've done, we like to be told again and again that COVID hits minorities hardest. And, yes, that seems to be the case. That makes sense because a lot of these people are economically disadvantaged mm -hmm. and have to go to work for these jobs. And who knows how the, the, the virus attacks it from people. And have less access than health care right. so and maybe, more underlying conditions. Yes, exactly. And so maybe since that happens, maybe we shouldn't have kicked the minority communities in the teeth. By you know allowing them to destroy, allowing these rioters to destroy neighborhoods this summer—that was terrible. And allowing people to gather, talking about killing granddad. Come on, right? It was just t terrible. And of course, now we've destroyed the economy. What was record low unemployment for blacks, which was a wonderful thing, 
now is gone, you know, and now, you know, it's minority populations are hurting the worst. Everybody's almost everybody that I know is hurting has Mm -hmm. taken a hit. We've certainly taken a hit. Other people have taken a hit. I mean, I mean, right now for us and for a lot of people, it's your priority of what bills to pay and what bills not to pay and whatever. These are crazy, extraordinary, tough times. And we've celebrated, you know, this achievement that we're finally having this racial reckoning this year. And in 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 slogan, in in the sloganeering, it's been wonderful celebration. That's great. Mm-hmm. But in actual action, but in actual tangible events, we have absolutely done a disservice, a horrible disservice to minority populations this year. Terrible, right. and we're patting ourselves in the back. Because this moron from Fardenfels, whatever, wants to take change the name of schools and take down statues. God, that's yeah. great. You've destroyed and Thomas Jefferson. Not right. like I mean, yes, I know Thomas Jefferson owned slaves, and I know about Sally Hemings, and I know all this stuff. But really, I mean, it just it <clears throat> bears up what people have been saying about the left for a long time when they started to tear down the Confederate statues, which I never really <clears throat> minded the idea of taking down Confederate statues because I'm not in the Confederacy right. and I oppose the Confederacy. And I don't know why we had statues anyway, which were put up mainly by Democrats, but that's a different point. But I do believe the argument that people on the left never stop just with the statues that maybe should get taken down. They're emboldened by taking down the statues of those people until they want to take down Mount Rushmore and they want to take down Thomas Jefferson and George Washington. And who's next? Probably Barack Obama's next because he's also a white supremacist. He said he didn't want to defund the police. Where does it stop? And I asked somebody I know who's very much in favor of these statue taking downs, you know, like, is there for you a stopping point where you would say, wow, this movement's gone too far? You know, do you have like a mental line in the sand where you would say like, oh, if they ever took down Barack Obama's statue, that would be too far. Mm -hmm. And she essentially said no. She said, you know, these things have to be evaluated on a case by case basis and we have to listen to what the activists are saying. And if they are being caused harm by the statue of Barack Obama, then I'm willing to listen to that argument. Caused harm. Man, isn't there currency in that? You so, caused me harm, there but really how? Is no... Because I said you did. So you're harming me. Mm-hmm. So you have to cease and desist and apologize and change and pay me. There's no end point to the taking down statues. There's always no. going to be a new person who's not woke enough, who was woke last week but isn't woke enough this right. week, and they'll want to take the statue down. There, There's never a stopping point. So yeah, sure, you start with General Lee, but they're already, I mean, what year was the... Charlottesville thing was that 2014? No, 2017. Really, it was that late? Oh well, no, because it was, was past Obama. Trump. All right, sorry, I was thinking like two years into. I was thinking, never mind, 2012. But anyway, so 2017. Now three years later, we're already at Thomas Jefferson. So like, doesn't that prove the point that like the stat the people who on the statues debate who are saying we shouldn't be taking down statues absolutely were right all along that this was a slippery slope issue. It's like the Rod Dreher who we had on this show about his new book a few weeks ago. Um, he's always made the argument that people who say slippery slope, that um, the left's response to that is always, that will never happen, and when it does, you bigots will deserve it. Right. It's Rod Dreher's law of merited impossibility. 
Right. We'll never take down Thomas Jefferson's statue, but when we do decide to take down Thomas Jefferson's statue, you're absolutely a bigot and you'll deserve to have it taken down. <laughs> yes. Well, right. And it's in the name of progress. And why would you want to impede progress? And the thing is, to destroy and take down, tear down all these statues and symbols and institutions. And it's a shame you do, because all of these things were put up thoughtfully. Right. And not necessarily, you know, with the best of intentions and not the best of intentions on a 2020 scale. Mm -hmm. But the stories behind them are very interesting. And if you can learn about the genesis of all of these things, of all these institutions and symbols that we have around here, mm -hmm. you'd be a better educated person and you'd be able to understand where people were in different times in this country. Right. Instead of now create rule zero, year zero, everything has to come down. We start now, now that we're enlightened. Mm -hmm. And whenever you have a society that suddenly feels that this is the year that we're enlightened, you get trouble, bad yeah. trouble, because they cannot be restrained. They cannot be restrained, mm -hmm. you know, by... Um, by certainly any history because that's all right. that's all been erased mm -hmm. and they can't be constrained by the normal really intellectual constraints either because right. everything is up for debate everything has to be analyzed mm -hmm. and rethought let's rethink it so let's rethink mm -hmm. racism you know you know i see it i see right now i can see 18 you know signs of racism here i've got a cowboy hat in there that certainly could be considered racism. My God, the the land grab in the West, etc. Right, the romantic lost cause narrative and the exactly. American West. You, exactly, an American West flag right behind you right. is Constitution. Um, is mm -hmm. that the, the and obviously yeah. that's a, that's the the rule book for racism. <laughs> uh, it's. I mean, we joke. We're in but a house that was built in 1720s. In the 1720s. Yeah, My so. God, can you imagine the bastards that built this house? They were extremely racist, I imagine. I feel uncomfortable every time I step in here. Yes. So, <laughs> they were racist, not only that, but there were incursions with the native people, the indigenous uh, people. Yeah. We have an Indian Hill Road in our town for Indian Hill, which was named not out of respect for the noble savage, but was named uh, because of the raids that happened by Indians uh, in the vicinity of Indian Hill. So, I mean, that's... That's where we live. I mean, and that's they're gonna come for that next. Our school district already voted to get rid of the Pentucket uh, Sachem's mascot. So, well, yeah, we and all the, the Sachems succum. are going essentially. It's it's yeah. <laughs> oh my god! And this is all. <laughs> Tom also grew up a Sachem, so this is all. You know, I played the audio months ago when we had the Winchester stuff. In mm -hmm. the guy, they they flew in a, a Native American consultant guy does very well. I'm sure it is oh, yeah. that is a gig to have. And he told people that this was essentially like the Nazis coming to occupy. That's what it was. It's the same thing. Mm -hmm. And so, so these these uh, icons and these symbols are like having swastikas up. These are moronic people who are just shakedown artists. These are yeah. like low-level mafia flim-flam guys shaking you down. That's I mean, it. Good for them, though. Them and all these people with the books and, you know, that they've <laughs> somehow figured out a way for guilty white people mm -hmm. to pay them to absolve some of their racial guilt. It's, I mean, what a good gig to be in, I guess. I mean, they're, they're as bad as televangelists who buy jumbo oh, totally. jets with all the tithings of their parishioners i i don't even know i don't even know if evangelicals call adherence to their church parishioners but right um but the people who follow these televangelists and pay them millions and millions of dollars because they're told to tithe to them and they run around as wealthy people it's i mean that's the race consultants are the same thing but for race evangelism so 
have fun. Yeah, and that's why you can't lose the language. You can never let these people, because the moment you lose the language and you let them start changing <laughs> definitions, then they start making certain words verboten. And if you, you know, if you step on the wrong side of those words, then you're in trouble. And that's what's happening everywhere. To say, you know, I was talking to some guy today and he was saying, yeah, well, you know, doing this via immigration, saying this is, a, is an old, well-known trope. Trope? What does that mean it was a trope? So now you can't say things, you can't state facts, even if they're, you know, completely and totally benign. You can't state facts because unbeknownst to you, you may have stepped into a secret trope, which means that, you know, you're implicitly saying something that's racist. You've stepped into a trope and now you're dog whistling and it's a wink and a nod to something and you're creating, you're being tone deaf is my favorite one. Tone deaf, because you're saying something or doing something that doesn't adhere to what the, the, the fad is out on in progressive circles. It doesn't adhere to it perfectly. Then you're being tone deaf. And now tone deaf, and I thought that being deaf was a disability, but tone deaf is now a crime. You can get canceled for being tone deaf. Ask Dave Andelman what it's like. You know, he criticized... Um, uh, looters and you know was called tone deaf for doing so considering 2020 there's a larger narration that us progressives are trying to have in the country and you're saying something different you're exercising a different kind of speech doesn't conform exactly to what we want so we've decided you're tone deaf and if we decide you're tone deaf that means that you have to lose your job and lose your, lose your livelihood too that's what we've decided because we're really good people okay so don't be tone deaf or we'll freaking destroy you don't be tone deaf, because we're really good people. Sure, sometimes we don't sound good. So this is just a warning to you Trumpers. Be careful. Walk lightly. We ain't playing with you. Enough of the shenanigans. Enough is enough. And for those of you who are soldiers, you know how to do it. Do it right. Be in order. Make them pay. I love y'all. Bye-bye. Right. So if you go out there and you say, wow, the murder of George Floyd was a terrible thing and we need to talk about police reforms or talk about police brutality because, you know, you lose a thousand people in this country every year. Uh, unarmed people are killed every year. Year. Let's drill down on that and see why that is and, and see if there's a better approach we can take to policing. No, 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 that's not good enough. That's not good enough. They still, they will make you pay if you don't go as far down into that conversation as, as, as they want you to. It's about defunding the police. And no, it's not about symbolically defunding. It's about defunding cops gone, which of course has happened now in one form or another as policing has been rethought in marginalized communities. And now the crime rates are through the roof. And so the, the community, the minorities in this country now, once again, because Dumb, selfish the people in suburbs like Wellesley and Dover, Massachusetts, need to validate themselves and feel like they've got purpose and feel like they're noble. Because of that, they've put pressure on and they've joined the chorus and they've used their voices to uh, to make sure that the cops were uh, were uh, compromised. Mm -hmm. Cops were cops were essentially handcuffed themselves, and now the minority communities are being feasted upon by criminals. 
How is that fair? How is that fair? How does that feel good if you're a suburban white person to see that that's what you've done to um, to marginalized communities? You've made it less safe for them to walk outside their doors. Well, Built right. on this myth that it was horribly unsafe because cops were killing people routinely. Incredible. It's incredible. I don't mean to be in a bad mood, by the way. I'm not even in a bad mood. I am tired. I was on Jerry Callahan's show this morning. <coughs> Jerry Callahan podcast. Check out my Twitter. At Time Shattuck. There was a nice picture I took this morning. And uh, of the sunrise. And I thought it was really, uh, really great. Really great. I'll be jumping on actually tomorrow, Alice. I do have another media hit. What are you doing tomorrow? I'll be on with Tom Quinlan tomorrow. Tom Quinlan. Do you know Tom? No, I don't. I don't he know. has a show in... We call it Roadie, which to you is Rhode Island, Alice. Oh. Uh-huh. And he is a uh, producer of radio show for WPRO in Rhode Island. Oh. And and uh, I probably will be on with Todd Feinberg tomorrow, WTIC 1080 in Hartford, Connecticut. And there's a chance, Alice, just a chance. A chance? Just a chance that I will be on. Just a chance. I'm not saying this will happen. Okay, okay, okay. With Glenn Beck tomorrow. That's very interesting. To talk about the um, what we're doing here in Massachusetts. We're putting, in at least one nursing home, we're putting COVID-positive patients back into nursing homes. You know, see if it, this time around it goes better. Mm-hmm. Seems like a great idea. So, oh, and we didn't talk about this <laughs> yesterday, but I praised Baker too soon on Monday. Because he shut a bunch oh, of right. stuff back down and rolled back our reopening. So he caved. He caved. All the crazy rose emoji people yelling at him on Twitter uh, made him mm-hmm. cave. And he had to. What does the rose one mean again? Socialist. <laughs> Jesus Great. So, um, so uh, you have vaccination news for us all? Um, yes. Today, Baker's news on vaccines was he unveiled the plan to roll out COVID vaccines to us Bay Staters here. Um all the states are working. You look on this lovely right in your tank top, Alice. Thank you. Um, is it is now? What's the difference between complimenting you and objectifying you? Simply how it's received. Um, I think the tone of the comment can be discerned. That was a nice comment. Okay, so it wasn't a tone deaf comment. No. Okay, and so it's you can judge by the tone of it. What if I wrote it down and you don't know the tone? But texted it to you. No, but the tone can also encompass like word choice and stuff. Okay, I see. What if you're you're a woman I met on the bus, and I say it to her? I don't meet women on the bus or take the bus. <laughs> when um, am I in trouble? I need to know, Alice. When am I in trouble? Because the fact that you're my wife doesn't mean that you're that you pre-consent to judgments. Do you want to hear about ab- vaccines? About your no? body, right? I want to know. I don't want to get in any more trouble. Um, I don't know. Um, I don't think you can say. I think it can be disrespectful to say um, some more intimate comments to people that you don't know compared to people that you do know. All right, I'd like to hear about vaccines, please. Um. So. Basically, Baker is rolling out the vaccines. Phase one is going to start December 15th, uh, assuming all the approvals go through the way they're supposed to. Um, and and um, those are going to go to healthcare workers and people who interact with 
high risk seems seems about right uh and then phase two is going to be february through april and that's going to be higher risk people like the elderly and people with pre-existing conditions is that me when do the fats get, get you in? You probably count as a I want a lifeboat. condition. You probably I want a lifeboat. count as one. Uh, Excellent. And, I'm um, getting a lifeboat. You can take that, What sir. is he asking? I don't know. Um, And then and then the, um, the third phase will be the general public. So that will be April. That's and, you people. April and later. I'm in first yeah. class. I'm up with so, the first class yeah. people. You probably do have a pre-existing condition. Go for Excellent. it, honey. Let's, let's see what happens. So, Excellent. Um, you know, I'm taking two. <laughs> you have to take two, actually. Do you really? Yeah. And, oh, this is a great news story. I forgot about this for a minute. Um, <laughs> so uh, you have to take two shots 21 days apart Ugh, for the maximum geez. efficacy. And You know what? I'll just get the disease. Here's Here's where I think uh, we're going to lose you here. Um, this is already a problem in Russia where they have started rolling mm-hmm. out their vaccine, but it's going to be the same with all the vaccines, they're saying um, yeah, uh, that you have to give up alcohol for 60 days surrounding when you, <laughs> when you get the vaccine for it to work. So in Russia, let me tell you, they're not taking this news well. No, I would assume they're not taking it Because <laughs> they have one of the highest they, rates of whatever drinking in the world. Whatever they're using there, they can't use that here because just people in the country will not do it. So... Um, so they're they're um because they're Russian. Not a good, their not, vaccine not good news is for called stores. their vaccine is called the Sputnik Five vaccine. Yeah. And um here we have uh Anna Popova, head of the consumer health watchdog, call, call, told the Pravda radio station Tuesday people should stop drinking alcohol two weeks before getting the first of two and continue to abstain for forty two days after that. So that's, that's your Fauci, but uh, plus, she's not going to be treated so well. Plus I don't think. 42 yeah. is uh, 56 days by my right. count. So it's about two months you have to not drink. Um, so there's 21 days in between the um, vaccines as well. And so uh, people don't like this. Elena Kriven, a Moscow resident, says, This really bothers me. I'm unlikely to not be able to drink for 80 days. And I reckon the stress on my body of giving up alcohol during what is a festive period would be worse than the side effects of the vaccine and its alleged benefits. Yes. Um, she was referring to the main New Year public holiday. Let me tell you something. The American version of the vaccine, Alice, mm-hmm. will not have that. There's no uh, way. <laughs> Most of it's the New Year's public holiday, a period associated with higher alcohol use. By the Russia. way, how could they say in Russia, how could they say, oh, yeah, there's a tiny, tiny asterisk at the end. Just, <laughs> tiny, you just, just can't drink days, just can't for two and a half months. That's it. Um, no, that's it. That should be. Um, and then she said that it's a strain on the body to have, be having alcohol and um, that if you want to have a strong immune system that you shouldn't drink alcohol and the, but the vaccines developer says that um she shouldn't scare people off the vaccine and having like one glass of champagne isn't going to hurt anything but it would be prudent to reduce alcohol use to a reasonable amount but there is not a reason to give up completely um and then um but people are still mad one uh, Facebook user, Pavel Goryachkin, says, you should have spoken about the alcohol reduction in the first place. Yes. It's absolutely impossible for most people in our country. And uh, Constantin says, even I won't sign up for this, despite drinking rarely. Having a drink at New Year's is sacred. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, But one Moscow resident who didn't want to be identified said that it's not necessary to follow her recommendations. I boozed like there was no tomorrow between the first and second jabs, said one Moscow resident. <laughs> and I've got antibodies coming out of my ears. 
Well, there you go. So good. So maybe do drink if you need to, but um, but they may tell you if you have the vaccine that you can't drink for sixty days. So if that's going to be a deal breaker for you, just take that into account before you go get the shot. Um, that it may not be as effective then if you drink heavily uh, before, during, and after getting the two shots. You know what? Maybe I'll just tough this one out and not take the vaccine. Do I have a choice or I won't get my passport stamped if I don't take the vaccine? Well, there's not going to be enough vaccine for everybody for oh. a while anyway. Well, it's so. enough for me. I go first, right? I'm in the oh, first second, batch. Second batch. After second healthcare batch. workers. After the healthcare workers. Fat gluttons. <laughs> Can you imagine? Wow, this is a You're going to be like the one of the people that you know how people don't like when like people who are smokers get lung transplants yes. if they won't stop smoking. You're going to be one of the ones that they're like, we don't want him to have a vaccine. And then they smoke with the new lungs too. His, his lifestyle. Um, we want to make sure that we're only giving it to deserving people, not, you yeah. know. Yeah, well, <laughs> no, you know what, you guys, Alice. They're getting what was coming to them. are getting what's coming to you. You know, mm-hmm. I take my body as a temple, I took care of myself, and now I get to go in the front row. <laughs> Okay. Well, good luck. I'll help you with the year giving up alcohol for 60 days. Thank you. Should not be a problem. Wasn't wasn't a problem during your pregnancy. As people know, I I stopped drinking during your pregnancy to to have a united front with you because I love you. Alice? Daniel Dale. Daniel Dale. Help. I don't know what you're suggesting. (laughs) All right, Alice. Talk to the people, please. Um, this has been the Burn Barrel Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Burn Barrel Pod, on Facebook.com slash Burn Barrel Podcast, on Parlor at Burn Barrel Podcast. You can shoot us an email, Burn Barrel Podcast at gmail.com. You can check out the video of this podcast and others on YouTube. We have a YouTube channel, Tom Shaddock's Burn Barrel. You can comment on the videos, you can hit like on the videos, and you can subscribe. Nice. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.